Good morning, everyone, and those of you that have come in on the YouTube. So this is the beginning of Advent, and Advent is a season of hope, and it's looking forward to Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. This time of the year shapes our lives, as hope is often a part of our lives when we're looking forward to something. What do we hope for? Sometimes there's a chance element to our hope. I hope I get that job. I hope I pass my exams. I hope I get that Christmas present I've been wanting. Even, I hope I win the lottery. But the Bible looks at hope differently. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I'm going to read that scripture again. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I love the story of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham complained to God that he was childless and had no son to inherit his estate. So he, that's the Lord, took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Genesis 15, 5. Later, the Lord visited them when they were both past the age of childbearing, and he promised that in a year he would return and they would have a son. No wonder Sarah laughed. But the Lord said, Is anything too hard for the Lord? When you're struggling with unbelief or you're hoping for something and you don't think it's going to happen, just remember, he says to you, is anything too hard for the Lord? And we know what the answer is, don't we? No. That's from Genesis 18 and verse 14. And what was Abraham's response? We see this in Romans 4, verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. So he became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Biblical hope is life-changing expectancy about the future. I'm going to say that again. Biblical hope is life-changing expectancy about the future. We change what we do now because we know what's going to happen in the future. So how do we get more of this kind of hope in our lives? Let's stick with the theme of babies, Sarah. I'm so glad you're here. But let's look at the Advent story of two soon-to-be mums, Mary and Elizabeth. Our story starts with the priest, Zechariah, who is serving in the temple when an angel appears to him 
and tells him that his wife Elizabeth will have a son and that to call him John. Now, um, Zachariah expresses his doubts as he is an old man and his wife is well on in years. And because of his disbelief, he is unable to speak until the promised child is born. I wonder sometimes if our unbelief binds us. When his time in service ended and he returned home, his wife became pregnant and she remained in seclusion for five months. Then in the sixth month, an angel appeared to Mary, her relative, telling her that she was to have a baby and she was to call him Jesus. Mary says yes to God, even though she is a virgin. That's an incredible yes, isn't it? Mary says yes to God, even though she's a virgin. And she's encouraged by the angel who tells her that Elizabeth, her old relative, is six months pregnant, even though she was barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Luke 1 and verse 37. So we have Mary and Elizabeth, cousins, Mary an unwed mother, something she could be stoned for in her culture, and Elizabeth, too old to bear children, yet miraculously, both are pregnant. Both share a dream, a hope, that one day the Messiah that the prophets had spoken about would come. Mary hurries to Elizabeth, and as she greets her, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaims, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. From Luke chapter 1, verses 42 to 45. What a comfort and encouragement that must have been to Mary. What hope this must have given her that all the angel had said would come true. Mary must have been really worried. Would Joseph, her betrothed, divorce her? How would she tell her family? What about the neighbors? The angel didn't answer any of these concerns, but just pointed her to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth gives her hope, telling her she's blessed, favored, chosen, and will go down in history as the mother of the Messiah the saviour of the world. Community breeds hope. Mary rushed to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth gave her hope. She called Mary blessed. It's in community that we are blessed and encouraged. And it's often through our church family who pray for us, give us a word or a picture that blesses us and gives us hope. Mary hurried to be with Elizabeth. Do we hurry to get together with our Grace family on a Sunday? 
Do we hurry to be in a connect group? Do we hurry to go to the prayer meeting? Or are we just full of excuses as to why we didn't join in? You know, following Jesus is a team sport. We need other people to be able to have the kind of hope that we're talking about. And Mary's submission creates hope. When we say our yes to God, it creates hope in us. And Jesus shows up every time. The angel of the Lord tells Mary she's highly favored and that she's been chosen to carry the Christ child. Elizabeth calls her blessed. Do you know that you too are favored and chosen and beloved? That should fill you with hope. We carry the Christ light in us to shine to others. We're blessed, we're favored, we're chosen. I'm paraphrasing what Paul says about us in Ephesians chapter 1, but do go and read it. He says, God has blessed us in the spiritual realm with every spiritual blessing, that he chose us and that he lavished us with all wisdom and understanding. We have redemption and the forgiveness of sins and that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be for the praise of his glory and filled with his Holy Spirit. Some amazing blessings in there. Go and read Ephesians chapter 1. Meditate on it. Spend time in it. Just receive all those blessings. And this is my favorite verse from the passage, 1819. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. We are chosen, favored, and blessed. Surely that gives you hope. As we receive our blessings and remember the good things God has done, it creates hope in us. We know he will do and continue to do good things in us in the future. We need to look at our lives. Do you see your blessings? Maybe we don't feel blessed, we've lost hope. Maybe we're struggling with something. It may be in the area of our finances or relationships, or maybe we're struggling with pain in our bodies. Christmas can be a time when we feel the losses in our lives. That first Christmas without a loved one is especially hard. Do we need a little help to find how blessed we are? Bring your fears and worries this Advent season and place them in the arms of the King who came at this time to give us hope and rescue us. Christmas is the celebration of his rule and reign, the inbreaking of his kingdom. How much of the hope of Christmas do we see in our everyday lives? Are we living differently because of our hope in Jesus, God's rescue plan for the world, 
hope. Life-changing hope. Lord, help us to live a life of hope in Jesus. I love the song Mary sings after she is filled with hope when Elizabeth confirms what the angel of the Lord said to her. She says, My soul praises the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts and has brought down rulers from their thrones. But he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers, Luke 46 to 55. Mary's song is a song of hope as she prophetically declares the inbreaking of God's kingdom on earth. I'd like to finish off this morning by sharing something that God spoke to us yesterday morning in the prayer meeting. We were blown away by what the Holy Spirit was showing us. And I'm sorry for those of you who missed it. It was so powerful. And it also ties in with this message, which I'd already prepared. God gave us the word hold. We are to hold on. Wait till things change. God is birthing something in us, a new season, but he wants us to be ready, to be strengthened, and to be in unity. While we are waiting, we are being held in his loving arms, even though it doesn't feel like it, as so many of us are suffering. So many of us are sick. So many of us are hurting. We are to rejoice in our suffering, not for our suffering. Jesus suffered as he prayed in the garden before his arrest, trial, and crucifixion. There was a purpose to his suffering. He died and rose again to give us eternal life. There is a purpose to our suffering. It is to strengthen us for what God is going to do. This is such a powerful time of preparation. And I don't want us to miss the lessons we are to learn. And we were given the scripture from Romans 5. And I'm going to read from verses 1 to 5, first in the NIV version, and then again in the message. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And in the words of the message, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have it all together with God because of our master, Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting out praise. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God has generously poured into our lives through the Holy Spirit. The prophets had been prophesying for hundreds of years that God would send a Messiah, a Savior, and they were waiting. Yet, when Jesus, the promised Messiah, arrived, they missed it. Let's not miss what God is wanting to do in us and through us. Sarah and Elizabeth had given up hope of having a child, and they had waited so long. But nothing is impossible with God. The birth of Jesus was announced by heavenly hosts of rejoicing angels and a group of shepherds who went away rejoicing after they'd seen the baby. Mary and Joseph rejoiced, and then Simeon told Mary a sword would pierce her heart. They had to flee to Egypt as Herod was bent on killing the child and went on a murderous rampage, killing all the boys under two years of age. Talk about suffering. Throughout this, Mary was able to rejoice that Jesus was to be the savior of the world and put an end to all suffering. In the meantime, go back and look at those words in Romans. Suffering, patience, perseverance, character, 
What does God want to maybe do in us, in our character, developing patience, perseverance, and that will lead to hope. We're in a season of hope, waiting for what God is going to birth in us and through us. Please don't go away thinking this was a nice message or not a nice message. But as we gather around our tables or on Zoom, let's share our hopes and struggles with each other and pray for each other to give us courage and perseverance to hold on in hope for all that the Lord will do. Let us take seriously this time of preparation and spend time in the Lord in humble submission, saying as Mary did, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Can I pray? Lord, would you fill us with hope this Advent as you put us on hold so you can strengthen and equip us for the new season you have planned and prepared for us? And would you show us what you are doing in us and through us in this time of waiting and hoping so we can be ready to say our yes to you as Mary, your faithful and beloved servant, did on that wonderful day when you revealed your will for her. Amen. So we're going to put up the questions for discussion now. And so those of you that are on the YouTube will move onto your Zoom link and into your groups and we'll gather around our tables here. So the first question is, what stood out for you from this message? And then, Zachariah was unable to speak because of his doubts and disbelief. Are there areas of your life where doubt or discouragement have bound you and you feel something is holding you back? Share this with your group and ask for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and prayer to bring you hope. The third point is share a time when someone encouraged and blessed you when you were struggling and how it helped. Give thanks and let that be an encouragement to you and others and a reminder that God has blessed you before and will do it again and again and again. And the last one, pray blessings over each other declaring that each one of you is chosen, beloved, and favored. And ask the Lord to help you to discern the special gifts and qualities in each other and then speak them over each other as you pray. So this is a really wonderful time of waiting and hoping, sharing our hopes, and praying for each other. Thank you. So get into your groups. The questions will be there. And for those of you on the YouTube, thank you for joining in. And do join in on the Zoom so that you can grow in community and be blessed and encouraged.